Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Eric Lindsay Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. And oh, baby, it's a Seattle Kraken game day. Puck is getting ready to drop. But before it does, you're going to hear from Jonas Jonskoy. You're going to hear from Philip Grubauer as they return to Colorado. We're also going to break down ooh, those pesky, pesky response goals. And of course, what Seattle needs to do as they face the avalanche. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hello again, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making us one of your podcast listens of the day. We're coming to you about an hour before puck drop here in Colorado. I'm not in Colorado, but the Seattle Kraken are in Colorado. And there's at least two guys that are pretty, pretty familiar with Colorado. Of course, Jonas Donskoy and Philip Grubauer. Let's hear from what's it like to be back well it's 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 nice to be back i mean like you said we got married here we got you know our first baby and then a couple of good years too with the team and and uh a lot of good memories so it's it's it's, it's fun to be back i think there's a lot of energy like you said we've been almost almost felt like we had a, another training camp there you know a lot of practices and and uh it's it's just fun to be back to back to playing again. So I think every guy is excited, and and you can kind of feel it in the locker room. So so it'll be fun to to uh, get back to game action. So you gotta be sharp, you know. Um, start simple. I think that's that's the key. You know, um, even though we've had good practices, it's always, it's always different to to go back to game action. So it's just gotta start simple and and uh, you know get get back to good habits and all that. So so it's just gotta be sharp mentally. Yeah, I mean, we weren't playing good hockey before before the, this break that we had. So uh, watched a lot of video, had some good practices, like I said, and, and uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I guess it was kind of like a reset button and and uh, uh, get the minds fresh and and um, and uh, try to get back to uh, winning habits. I mean, you establish a family, you get married in a place, you're with a certain team, there's going to be, you know, some feels. Everything is a revenge game this season for the Seattle Kraken. At least one player going up against a former team, of course, except, uh, you know. So, of course, there are a lot of things. Also heard from Jonas, though. This team hasn't been playing well. We've talked a lot about practice last week because that's all that they were doing. Here's what Philip Grubauer had to say about going up against his former team, as well as what the last week or so has been like from his perspective. Um, yeah, every experience is different. Going back to Washington, I think, was really emotional. You win a cup there with the, with the boys, and uh, yeah, you go back there. Um, I've done it enough times in junior. Um, yeah, Washington, going back, I think, yeah. Going back is always special, but in the end, uh, we both just play hockey. And uh, it's you got to be focused on on your work and what you need to do. And uh, obviously, you got to blend out the distraction around it. Yeah, um, I think a little little different with like the break, um, a little different than usual. So 
you gotta stay in in game mode for sure um we had a lot of time off and the 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 big points here we're getting pucks to the net and and scoring some goals so obviously that's going to help us in in terms of uh, being a goaltender to compete and like might be second and third opportunities so yeah it was great for the whole group um d definitely a real break but uh you got to work on some stuff you usually don't get to work on yeah like i said um getting getting there for like second third opportunities um yeah we worked on a lot of power plays and breakouts um sometimes in in the regular season or like we are in the regular season but like game day off game day off we don't always get to practice and get to dial in on the details so i think like it's not necessarily like one drill or like one thing we worked on it's like getting the details right for the goalies and or like for myself i don't i can't speak for for chris but uh yeah just small details and keep working hard and watch some video and go back out there and uh practice again and up next on the show i want to take you to what dave haxtell actually had to say about philip grubauer about Chris Drieger, basically all of his goalies, what it's like to have practice, that much practice and not games from a goalie perspective. Heard a little bit about that from Philip Grubauer. Coming up next, we'll hear from Dave Haxtell and we'll get into the Allison analytics on response goals. Remember I said like a week or so ago when Dave Haxtell said one of their problems wasn't response goals, or excuse me, he said the biggest problem for the team wasn't response goals. I, I don't know. I think they might be. Let's hear what Allison has to say in her latest for the Seattle Kraken coming up next. But right now, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. I know for me, I have a goal of what I want to do with my fitness and wellness journey and built bar might be something that you want to consider because it's high in protein. It's covered in chocolate and tastes like a candy bar and is definitely better for you than a candy bar. So you want to eat healthy, but eating healthy sometimes is boring, you know, but when you have 130 calories covered in chocolate with only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein, that's not boring at all. When you've got different flavors like the cookie dough chunk, which I love oh so much, cherry barcia, raspberry, all of orange, all of the flavors, they're amazing. So go check out built.com. And when you use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order over at built.com. Stack up on your built bars. Take them to work or at your home office, to the gym, when you're on a road trip, whatever you need, Built Bar is there for you. So locked 15 for 15% 15 off your next order of Built Bars. Happy snacking. All right. As promised, I'm going to take you over to Dave Haxtell. want you to hear what he's saying about goaltenders and what all of this practice what are some of the good things? But then also, what do goaltenders need and need to identify in order to establish a good start to a good game, which is exactly what the Seattle Kraken need against a hot team like Colorado. Here's Dave Haxtell. Yeah, um, well, biggest, you know, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I think we're playing, you know, we haven't played in 10 days. Um, it's, you know, it's three games. Uh, since the beginning of the Christmas break. So there's a lot of days in there without games. So trying to, you know, work as close to game level as possible. You know, it's 
Uh, it's difficult to replicate, you know, a true game level, especially mid-season level during practice. Um, you know, but you know there was there was a lot of competitiveness in drills. Um, you know, for you know for our goaltenders this week. You know, one of the things they had is that they, you know they had a lot of pucks uh, with traffic and with you know second opportunities in and around the net uh, that they had to deal with. So some of those things are as close to game like as you know as uh, as we can get to uh, throughout uh, throughout practice, and that should make it a real you know a challenging. Uh, you know, challenging uh, week for for our goaltenders. Uh, the biggest thing, you know, that for me that that comes out of it over the last uh, five practices from the last seven days was consistency uh, with all of those levels. So uh, again, it's not game, you know, it's not game action, uh, but we we tried to push the, you know, we tried to push the competitiveness uh, to the top level that you can get to in practice. And as I said, the consistency level uh, was was there. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what we wanted to do uh, to accomplish. And, uh, you know, they're one of the best teams in the league in terms of creating and generating motion in the offensive zone while being at the net front. So they're, they're a handful to, to defend in the zone. We got to make sure we're doing it our way, um, you know, as a group of five and, uh, and really skating and competing. So there you have it. A little bit of... It's good that they are able uh, to just get in the groove, get into the action. Obviously, it's a little bit different when you're shooting uh, on your goaltender or only seeing the guys on your team as opposed to seeing the opposition. So we'll see how that shakes out. Probably going to be Grubauer and Net. Um, so let's see. One thing, though, that's going to be tough for Grubauer, Drieger, Joey Decord, whatever the case is, is the Seattle Kraken giving up what are known as response goals. And Allison Lucan has a story for you. It's called Response Goals, what they tell and what they don't. And the subtitle, goals that happen in pairs feel like they make a big impact on the game. A look at all types of response goals, how the Kraken perform, and the results. So when we look at this analysis... Allison breaks down four types of response goals. When your team scores two goals within two minutes, when the opponent scores two goals within the first two minutes, when your team scores a goal and then the opponent does in the next two minutes, or when your team scores within two minutes of the opponent scoring a goal. I know it's a lot, but it's it, pretty self-explanatory. Um, so in the last... Uh, five losses, three of the four response goals that we saw in Seattle Kraken games were where the Seattle Kraken scored a goal and then the opponent scored. Um, and so this is what Drieger said after one of those games. We have to bear down, play smart hockey, and not give up big chances against or take late penalties or whatever it is. That's what he said on the 30th. We're finding ways to give games away, and that's something that has to stop. Um, so the own OPP response goals that you see here happen a lot. But as Allison notes, it's also interesting to note that some teams allow a lot, like Edmonton or St. Louis, and still come out on the winning side of things. That's not happening for the Seattle Kraken. Um, so if you get scored against a lot quickly, do you ever do it 
to your opponents? Does that affect how much you win or lose? And the interesting thing, uh, Allison says, is that Seattle is one of the better teams in the league in finding a way to respond to opponents' goals within two minutes at a time. Now, I my eye test tells me that this is absolutely true. That's why we get those five four goal or um, those five four games, five four losses. You know, where we're cranking up the score because yeah, we're letting in goals, but we're we're matching them to a point, to a point. Um, the Seattle Seattle experienced a response goal against 10 times this season. They've also done it to nine times. They've done it to opponents nine times. Responsible goals against have been an issue for us, said Adam Larson on the first. We have talked about it. We should expect the push. It's frustrating, but at the same time, we have had some answer to those goals too. So it goes both ways. Um, so I think ultimately what we see here is that there really has to be a defensive buckle down because, and I've said this before without having the language that we get here from Allison, um, the Seattle Kraken can respond and they can, you know, get four plus goals a game. What I've said on the podcast, though, is that they have to do that too often because they don't get the first goal because they allow a goal within the two minutes of them scoring. That's a lot of work that you're putting in to get a goal just to give it back in one form or another. That was a weird sound. In one form or another. So what we've heard Dave Haxtell saying is that it's about the forecheck. It's about playing a five-man defense. It's about playing the Seattle Kraken defense, which he identified as a defense where everyone is involved. And so these stats on response goals are really interesting, but to me, it's a glaring it, it's 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 a glaring example of a lack of discipline on defense. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Um, I hope that some of that made sense. Uh, the acronyms are kind of weird, uh, but I had it up on the screen. I'll put it up again. But the Seattle Kraken, yes, they can score, and they kind of are doing okay in that category, I guess, of scoring after an opponent scores or within that two minutes of an opponent scoring, and they rank high there but because they also rank high on opponents scoring within the, the two minutes after they score, we see that happen in, in one singular game. These are not spread out occurrences. They often are happening in the same game. And for me, that's why I say it's a defense problem. Team defense all the way. Coming up next, let's get into the stats and facts that we need to know about Colorado going into tonight's game. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as they continue to be the number one spot for all your sports wagering action in 2022. Now, because it's a new year, there's a new interface, a new website, but it's the same old promo code. You use locked on. On your first deposit, you will get a 50 50% welcome bonus in return. 
Just use that promo code locked on, and you will find that from football, basketball, of course, the National Hockey League, and even your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And where the game starts for the Seattle Kraken is in Colorado. We're going to mountain time. I always forget about mountain time. It's very interesting. Anyway, the Seattle Kraken in their last 10 games, yikes, 2-6-2, two, two, two game losing streak, whereas Colorado at 9-1-0. Oh. Last time we saw the Colorado Avalanche, oh, was there an avalanche? My goodness, 7-3. 7-3 in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Not something that we want to see repeated. But here's what we're up against. Uh, up against the second, or excuse me, the seventh best power play. Putting that up for you. Seventh best power play in the league. Uh, they're not great on the penalty kill. So the Seattle Kraken have the advantage there. Face-offs, Seattle Kraken have the advantage Heard Dave Haxtell talk about puck possession after the last loss. I know it's been a while, but that's what he talked about, making sure that they are establishing possession. Uh, goals four. So here's where we see the differentiation. 2.79 for the Seattle Kraken. That's 22nd in the league. Goals four, as in goals scored, 4.32 for Colorado first overall in the league. And then there's goals against. Now, this is also where it gets interesting. So Colorado gives up goals. They cough up goals. Can the Seattle Kraken take advantage of that? But they'll have to do so without Schwartz. Alex Wenberg, we know, is out of COVID protocol from what we know, but is still a game time decision, at least as of what we heard. Uh, by the time this goes up, we probably got some information and intel. That's what we're working with. I think Yanni Gord has to have a great game. Has to have a great game. Jordan Eberle has to have a great game. Um, who else am I looking to contribute? I mean, everyone has to have a great defensive game. And I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. Everyone has to have a great defensive game. The Seattle Kraken, to Dave Haxel's point, have to play team defense. It's going to get ugly if they allow as we saw from last game, Colorado to run up the score. Because they will. They will do it for sport because they can. The Seattle Kraken can't do that. It's not sustainable. It's just not. And we saw that last game. So I want to see hunkering down defensively, truly making it near impossible for Colorado to have their way, earn those face-offs, maintain the puck, and maybe good things will happen. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a big one in the Mile High City. Make sure you're checking out the game. Listen to Everett on the radio. Watch the Kraken crew on Root Sports. My three keys to the game, got to focus on that team defense. I do think that response goals are a massive problem for the Seattle Kraken. If anything, the response goals in which the opponent is scoring within two minutes is going to be a problem against this Seattle Kraken team. Um, and I think also it's um, 
just a matter of winning battles and puck possession because this is an offense that is lethal in Colorado's offense is lethal, absolutely lethal. And the best way to keep them from scoring is to have possession of the puck team defense got to clean up opponents scoring within two minutes of the Seattle Kraken scoring and you have to have good puck possession. Keep the puck off the stick of the Colorado Avalanche. Those are my keys to the game. That's this episode of Locked on Kraken. You can always find us right here on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, my name is Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Oh, baby, have we got some things planned for you for the Olympics, uh, for the Seattle Kraken, now back in action, hoping that everything goes well. You know, uh, we'll let you know when we hear more about those postponed games. But for now, hold fast, stay true, and let's go, Kraken! Enjoy the game. It's been a while since we could say that.